Hey everyone, in this special episode on fame, what a big word, what a vague word, what an attractive word, a word that contains brightness and darkness, uh, something that everybody seeks, but should they be seeking it? Should we be famous? And if we are famous, famous for what? I think the chemistry we have in this special episode is great. It's a mix of Muhammad al-Turki, Yusra, and Michelle Rodriguez. And we get to know so many different aspects about their experiences and their stories with fame that I'm pretty sure everybody will find very interesting. Hi, guys. Hi. hi. I think I don't like to say hi, guys. Although it's a very common way to say hi to people or a group of people, male and female, but I think it's incorrect and inaccurate. Why? So I'm supposed to say hi guys and girls or hi ladies or hi... We're guys, don't worry. You know? What we do in Texas? <laughs> Tell me. We say, hey y'all. I think hey, I should say, hey y'all. Hey y'all. Hey, and I always think, why do we say that? It's not, not very accurate, you know? And yeah. yeah. It's the same with saying, hi babe. <laughs> Babe can be applied, you know? Yes. So today's topic is a cool topic. I have lovely people with me <coughs> from Yusra, Mo, and Michelle. Hi. It's a, uh, such hey. an interesting mix of human beings <laughs> on one, in one space, in a cool space. And I, I think... The, uh, I love the place, I have to admit. The place is amazingly beautiful. It's like a museum. So nostalgic, so beautiful, so... Oh my God. Yeah. The past was so good. <laughs> How did you find this place? Like, I walked in and I had no clue we had this in Jeddah and Saudi. It's just really strange. Amazing. Man, it's a place you can sit for hours and just explore literally every item he's collected. And we were lucky because um, his daughter works with us. And she's like, you should check out my dad's place That's in Jeddah. That's so we're like, cool. Okay, let's check cool. it out. The guys came there like, man. This is the this yeah. Is the it's place. incredible. He have he has mm. all these masterpiece posters mm. and all these things that you no longer see anywhere. So, yeah. and it's perfect with you know Red Sea Film Festival. What's happening nowadays here? So yeah, it's very um, complimentary. So today's topic is a bit broader, but I felt I have the right uh, people to comment on this, uh, and it's fame. Um, so I want us to have a very casual combo. So first question, and it's for everyone, um, do you like fame? Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> you are the, the, the wise one here. <laughs> you have many years no, of experience. No, I mean, our fame here in the part of the world is totally different than your fame in your part of the yeah. world. So we can have Well, it now it's global, no? Yeah, I know. Yep. But so. we've been in situations, I actually have been in situations with Michelle that we were very, um, uh, we're very upset with the situation of being famous. We were on planes where she's sleeping and somebody sitting next to us would go up on a camera and take a picture and I would be like, why are you taking a photo of her? And in the airport, once we had an emergency, a family emergency, and she was going through something and we were walking through the airport and everybody wanted to stop and take a photo with her. Mm. And she's literally on the phone dealing with a crisis. So that's one yeah, thing. Yeah, my brother was in the hospital and I'm crying. Mm. And, um, and a guy stops me and, he, and he, he could see underneath my sunglasses just rain because, you know, my brother had passed away twice oh. in the hospital and I'm trying to get from where I am in Los Angeles this was the worst case ever. There's a perfect example of fame going bad. And I'm trying to get to the hospital to where my brother is and I am destroyed. I can even, even I want to cry now thinking about that moment. 
And this guy had no respect for what I was going through. And he literally was like, listen, I, I, I'm, I mean, I see, can I take a picture? I, 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 I'm sorry, I just know that I'll never see you again. And I'm like, but you want to take a picture of me while I'm crying in the airport? Like, what? A, you know? And so I had a decision to make. Either I punch this person in the face <laughs> or I take the picture. And obviously, I had to get to my brother, so I have no time for a crisis. I no time for police. <laughs> and so I took the picture. But it's a perfect example of the kinds of, of ignorance you can open yourself up to when you become a public figure. Hmm. Because you no longer belong to yourself. You now like belong in a sense, according to people, to them. Because mm -hmm. you are part of the collective dream world. And at the same time, they judge you all the time. All the time, judge you. Ah, oh, she's happy. No, she's sad. Okay, she's leaving. Okay, but uh, you know she didn't do the proper thing. He didn't do the pro. It's it's always like this. It's always they're judging you and they are trying to how would you say, play the the good part of the humanity and you are the devil over there. Hmm. And this is social media, unfortunately. For me, this is social media. This is the worst thing about social media for from my point of view. Is that everybody has the capacity to just comment, like be sitting anywhere and take a phone and comment and make a remark? I d that's why I'm not on social media at all, because I mean, you will never uh, satisfy everybody, ever. Mm. This is, Yanni, but this I is think, a rule. But I think mm. it's a decision you take or make when you decide to be part of an industry or you know, whether you want to be an actor, a producer, like just a public figure. Mm. It comes with the job, so I feel like you have to accept it and live with it. And also criticism, like I know there's a lot of criticism there, good, bad. So once I've been part of this industry, all the criticism is aside. I don't care what people say. Like literally, I have selective hearing. I just listen, <laughs> like literally, I hear everything, but now nothing affects me. I just select what I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> but I have but a question. Bravo. Can you actually do that? Because I've talked also to athletes, right? In mm -hmm. the middle of a game, he's hearing people talk about his mother, his son. And, and one of my friends who's a footballer said, Anas, in the end, we are human. Yes, you can do the selective hearing, but some seeps through. Somebody says something about your brother. Mm. You're like... No, that's uncall uncalled for. How, ca how dare you say something No, there like is a that. trigger. It's tricky. Mother, family, wife, of course, of uh, partner, you have that <coughs> trigger that triggers you. And you've seen that on the Oscars when Will Smith, you know, Chris Rock did a joke and he spoke about his wife. It triggered him. Mm. And then you had, you know, the public opinion. Some people were like, oh, that was, uh, that was incredible. He defended his wife. It was so honorable. And then you had everybody, you can't do that at the Oscars. And no, it became and then, a whole and debate. The, and then the guy <laughs> apologized and that was, it should be over. I mean, they forget that we, we are human. And sometimes we really, there is a lot on our plates. To be fair, there are different levels of intellect. And when you open yourself up to the world, you're going to come across all kinds of humans some more heartfelt than others, some more intelligent than others, some more stupid than others, some more ignorant than others, some more careless, some happy, some sad, some depressed who want to take it out on somebody else because they don't have any power in their own lives. 
And so, you know, you have to remind yourself that, that, that the world is like a human body. And the human body is composed of billions of cells and bacteria. And that is, you're, you're part of an organism. And so, like, when you realize that, you can say, hey, I'm not going to pay attention to my gut today because <laughs> I have an upset stomach. So, you know, and the gut could be just a bunch of, you know, people who troll on the Internet. I never listen, really, to uh, things that, that uh, people say on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Same here. Because mm -hmm. <clears throat> I just don't need the distractions. You know, it is a lot to wake up in the morning and to exist on a planet that's floating around in the middle of nowhere. I have enough things to think about. Why am I here? What am I going to do with my life? Uh, you know, in the little time I have left before I die, the last thing I need to do is worry about your opinion about me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love that. It doesn't make any sense. I just don't, you know what I mean? Yes, that's why you right. see me sometimes. I'll wear the mask, you know, depending on what country I'm in, you know, what what level of invasion of personal space I think I'm going to receive. And I'll cover my, my entire face with a mask that looks like, uh, like I'm in Daft Punk. And people are like, why did Michelle start doing this? Like, what's wrong with her? And it's like, dude, my eyes give away so much information about who I am, how I feel, and what's going on in my, in my personal space. I'm not giving that away for free, especially when I know that everyone's looking for something to be a part of. And it's like I'm not opening myself up to everyone. That's exactly what I said yesterday. I take it off when I, when, when I want to allow the world into my world. <laughs> and I keep it on yeah. when it's my time. <laughs> you know what, what I mean? What were you saying? I was, I was saying the same thing yesterday in my interviews about social media and about the invasion of people into your life. Mm. Exactly. And I had a friend a couple of days ago. I was wearing a mask. She said, why are you wearing the mask? I said, I don't want anybody to know. Now, I am so tired to the extent I can't smile. I can't smile. So I just need the mask, put my eyeglasses, and nobody would know me. So yesterday I was um, really exhausted. I had a long day, and I was doing a stop by at one of the many events that I have to stop by. And at one point, people you know, want to come and talk to me, which is normal. And at one point after talking, doing small talks with five, six people, a person started asking me questions and I'm completely out of it. And I'm just looked at, I seemed that I didn't want to be there. And he was talking to me, I just remember, I, I said, uh-huh. And I was like, out loud, you know? And I just turned my face and then a friend of mine next to me was like, do you know you just said aha uh -huh, to the person? And you just like turned your head. I'm like, yeah, and honestly, he should understand the stress and <laughs> the exhaustion of I'm course. under. Start more they want. This is what I started to learn. Is it's very difficult for us to expect people to know what it is to be. And you don't know what she's going through. She doesn't know what Michelle goes. And it's very delusional of me or you to start to think they should know better. Unfortunately, they don't. And I think it's boundaries. It's like you say, I really have to go. Nice to meet you. And you, you Yeah, leave. but that's the thing. I tried doing that twice. Wow. And the person kept on talking. And also the other thing, which I've realized this week, or not, not even this week, I've seen it a lot, and I'm sure Michelle has seen it. Somebody would come up to you, or Yusra, come up to you and is like, hey, can I take a photo? And you're like, yeah, sure. And then they start a conversation. And you're like, I, I signed up for a photo. I didn't sign up for a conversation. <laughs> I think that the big, the big mis misinterpretation of individuals who just meet you, who live normal lives and don't 
live in the media. I think the big misinterpretation is that you are meeting a person who meets the same amount of people that you meet every day. Mm. And that's the misconception. It's like if you encounter as a famous person 50 people you don't know every day, it starts to take a toll on you. Because that means there is an influx of strangers that is not normal in an individual's life. Mm. Most humans walking this planet don't have to interact with 50 people they don't know every day unless they work in hospitality or they work at an airport. You know what I mean? It's a very specific thing to be exposed to 50 strangers a day that you have to talk to or, or um, have a rapport with. Yes. You know? And it's, it's a very good point. The airport person or the restaurant person. They know. They get they're, it. They're there for and that. And they're better at That's reading the energy because of that. But not like Michelle. You, you're there, let's say, to act today in the studio. And you're going to pass by somewhere. So you already did your job. But you didn't sign up, like he said, for 50 small talks. Yeah. At mm -hmm. 20, you're like, yeah, the weather yeah. is actually nice. On a set. You but don't I realize go. on a set. It's like literally like. <laughs> a lot more humans than this on the kinds of movies that I make. I make $250 million budgeted films. So you have a, a, a set of 300 humans. <clears throat> and imagine you're doing an intimate bedroom scene and you have to, you know, explain to, you know, uh, about 150 people that are part of the original set that, that you know, only 10 people can show up. And you know what I mean? Yes, and it's, it's really... And, and they get really disappointed. Oh, like, and, how and, dare you? And to try... And, <laughs> and people sitting on their phones, trying to take pictures. And, you know, sometimes, you know, a lot of people don't know what the protocol is. It's a, being human is a complicated thing, full of so much uh, influx of information and, and digestion of information. You can't expect everybody to know mm. who you are or what the rules are. And so it's, it's a lot of work. It and is. to be fair, it's very tiring. <laughs> it is very tiring. It is very tiring, definitely. I have a question for you, Yusra. When I read, um, first I love you. I always feel like I, I love, love you, so you I have more. to say You it. know how much I, I love you. I have such a soft spot for you. Same thing. Uh, Who doesn't? Mm. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> she has a magical energy. It's crazy. She like does. I've met so many uh, you know, famous people, but some people... They go inside. But, but sh that tells you that she's a real star. And I always say this mm -hmm. to people. A real star is the most humble and most effective and most charismatic. And that oh is what she is. We're so lucky oh to have god. her in our... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the world. So the Come on, guys. I'm very shy. <laughs> 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 you were telling me I'm shy. You are very really shy. <laughs> Isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> she's your friend 15 years ago. Yeah. I mean, she knows. <laughs> She knows also the movements and gestures. She always makes fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mo in a picture. <laughs> so the question is, I read when you started your career, and then I'll apply it also to you, Michelle, that when you started your career, you weren't trying to be so selective about your roles. You wanted just to be famous. There, yes. Yeah. That so was the first two years of my life because I didn't know what to choose. I just wanted to be there to be known. But d now, if you look back at that, Yusra, um, and that's the, the, the topic of today, the fame, before you also started, Michelle, is it the objective, like, I want to be famous, because you don't exactly know what famous is, you just think it's great, right? So you, you go for it, but then you hit fame. Is it what you signed up for? But let me tell you something. When I began, we didn't have the social media. 
we were much more happier and more uh, free and more mm. uh, we had we had our times alone nobody invaded your privacy okay. we had uh, a lot of uh, yani i remember i used to go and film and i had five six films per year so i used to go from that studio to that studio and to that studio and sometimes i say what's my name here uh, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, what is it there okay okay <laughs> and then i used to work and i had about 20 films were not shown to anybody and i filmed them yeah. and i finished them so nobody invaded your privacy nobody said ah oh, she's wearing a bikini oh she's wearing i don't know not not that it wasn't there these things were not there we're getting we're getting more uh, criticism nowadays than we had 30, 40 years ago. You know what I mean? So I didn't suffer from this hmm. when I began. I didn't, I, I began suffering from the uh, way of social media happening nowadays. And I didn't feel that fame, you know? But that must have time. been beautiful. The French the Riviera, best times of all my the life. best actors, like the Brandos, the Newmans, the like. Oh, the that era was so life. beautiful. Of course, <laughs> and they were and free. no phones, so like you could do mischievous things, and nobody's <laughs> there to film it. <laughs> they, they, they had the best and, times and uh, in Michelle, the seventies and eighties. Sometimes Michelle, and you're quite hungry, <clears throat> and you're eating, and the, why? Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. The moment is very special. So why do you yeah. invade my privacy this way? Yani, yeah. I was making a media day yesterday. And all of a sudden, I find the guy walking and... I said, stop, stop. Because he's taking what I'm saying to the media and he's going to show it on his uh, special phone. Yeah. With no context. With no context. Yani, he might take a word or two which has nothing to do with the meaning I'm talking about, and then he just posts it. You can make anybody look like an idiot or make anybody look stupid just by taking what, they're, what they say out of context. Correct. Very easy. You, you reminded me once in Dubai, we were um, at a dinner, uh, and I had a Hollywood actor, I won't mention his name, and we were all having it, and some of his family members. And I remember him going, like he's literally trying to eat, and then oh. somebody goes, and he's like this, and they go, uh, can I take a picture? And he goes, can I eat this thing? I, I did it and several she goes, times. Uh, and he's like, uh, where are you sitting? I'm going to finish eating with my friends and family, and I'll come to you. They're like, yeah, but we're done. And I found that Okay, so go home. Exactly. And I'm like, it's so selfish. Of like, course. if you really want the picture, wait for him to finish. Taba. He's told you he'll come to you. Is but it, it was no regard. No, you know what? Adab, adab, yani. Like etiquette. Uh, ethics should be there, whether you are, um, yani, graduated from Harvard or from anywhere. It's ABC. It's ABC. You mm. don't need to go to a school to know what is ethics. You don't need this. You need to understand human nature. I mean, until now, if I found somebody older than me, I would stand up because I learned this in school. Yani if I'm sitting and he has no place or she has no place to sit down, I will let her sit yeah. down. Mm. Yeah, but that's that doesn't exist these days. I always Not at see, all. I always see it on planes. You have uh, uh, older women and you see guys my yes. age or younger, and she's like grabbing her bag 
a man should go and offer to help, even when she's going down the stairs, you know, like, yeah. or and the like you're in the bus to the terminal. Guys are all sitting, and these older women or older men are standing, and they're not even. Exactly. The, the, I feel like the world has become very transactional. Mm. Everybody cares about themselves. Like, they don't like people. You know, like The Sims. <laughs> it's like everybody's living in a little bubble. Don't know what's outside their household. Mm. Yeah. No, but you know the, the different cultures. You know, I've, I've what I've always admired about the Middle Eastern culture is the and Italian and, and Latin cultures is the way they treat their mothers. And it's a, I just love cultures that, that, that have lots of love for the mother. And for the family. And for the family. And, mm -hmm. and I've always gravitated towards my desire to be around those kinds of cultures because it is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. the, the respect for the elders as well is a, is a beautiful thing. But going back to the fame bit, you know, I... I I remember when I first started and my first television interview, I was at 20, I just turned 21 years old. I had finished the, the movie Girl Fight and I was uh, traveling for the first time to promote that movie. I went to Cannes for the first time at 21 and I just remember that, that process. But the first interview that I ever did, the woman had, had, had asked me, you know, you, you becoming an actress, like why, why are you becoming an actress? I was like, well, I saw how the writers are treated when I did two years of extra work. You know what extra work is? No. It's where you play in the background. Okay. So like you show up and you're, you and 300 people or 400 people are like in the background of a movie. Mm. And so you, they treat you like kind of cattle, you know what I mean? <laughs> and from there, you get to see, because you're in the background, you get to see the director and how he treats the writer. You get to see the actors and how they're treated. And I noticed that on the set, the people who were most protected, you know, on a Hollywood set were the, the actors. And I was like, well, if I want to become a writer for feature films, then I must become an actor because obviously the writer, he's being yelled at by the, by the, by the director all the time. And I was like, I don't like how he's being treated. <laughs> so that's why I became an actress. Interesting. But the woman asked me if there's a message that you want to send to all of, you, you know, your future fans because... You know, you f if you feel like you're going to be in this industry for a long time, what would that message be? And I said, leave room for mistakes. I'm human. It's almost like I knew that I was stepping into a place of judgment. And I was really young, but I, ha I understood it from the perspective of, like, a kid who grew up in very religious household. And I remember how my grandmother was always like, sit up straight. Mm. Or, like, wear the dress. You have to, you know, you can't act like that. You, these people must these know that we're a good family. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, chill out. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I'm just being me. Like, and I realized very young that, like, people care what other people think. And that to some people it's more important than others. And, it's, and I knew that in this world that I was about to step into, it was like a big thing. Of course. That you're going to be judged Whether harshly. you like it or not. Yeah. And Whether so, like, you like it or not. For me, it was more like a, of a playful thing. It's like, this is a tool for me to get to where I want to go. Mm. 20 years later, I'm like, how come I haven't written anything? <laughs> like, work in progress. I'll get it tattooed on my forehead. That's another conversation. No. But it's interesting, you know, like um, the way some people might get into it. But I remember, you know, the difference between me and most of the people that I was working with. My desire had a line in the sand 
of respect. And if you cross that line, I'll go back home to Jersey City, go back to my regular life, and find another career, if you cross that line. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of my colleagues, there was no line. It was like, I'm gonna do it no matter what it takes. Mm. And that is the Me Too movement. That is, I'm gonna fuck my way to the top. Excuse my language. Feel free. <laughs> that is, uh, you know, that is that whole thing of like, I, I don't care, you know, how much this person picks on me. They're more powerful than me. I'm going to let them do that mm -hmm. so that I can get into a better position in my career later. But for me, that line is like, no, I'm not fucking my way to the top. And no, I'm not gonna play that guy's girlfriend because she does nothing but kiss his ass all day. And that's boring to me. <laughs> but, <laughs> Mich but, Mich but, but Michelle and uh, Michelle is the type, of, uh, the type of actress that would look at the script and she would be very, like she would drive the, the writers and saying, this girl seems dumb. <laughs> she needs to have more depth. I'm not saying that. What is that? Do you, like I can't and like they have to do so many rewrites <laughs> to fit the character that she wants oh, to I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, they okay. know it like no tomorrow. But if you watch her films, you, you know what kind of a character she is <laughs> yes. from choosing such different the action for her is the most important part. Mm -hmm. And and the tough girl. She's always the tough girl. It was the only way to be free from what they made all the other girls do. Play the girlfriend, or be the accent, be the be the emotion for the guy who has no emotions, and it's like, dude, but come on, you guys can get deeper than this, can't you? But I have to say something, you know, by yeah, having both. What's your yeah. sign, Michelle? I'm a Cancer. All right, Cancer. I got a little she, lion in there. She's like, crisis. she's like me. We're both Cancers. <laughs> you are a Cancer. Yep. Yeah. Well, mm. oh, I love Cancer. Mm. Yeah, I'm born the same day as uh, my dad and my cousin. We're wow. all the third of July. Yes. Uh -huh. And I'm born the same day of Sharon Stone, and I told her this. She said we're strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good bodies. Okay, cool. Dangerous. You were gonna say Dangerous. something. No, I'm saying just with going back to fame and having you know Yusra and Michelle right here. A lot of people don't think of Yusra as Yusra or Michelle as Michelle. They think of Michelle, the majority thinks she's Letty from Fast and the Furious. And they also yell, Letty, Letty. And the same with Yusra. They relate her to all her films and her TV shows, and they don't think it is Yusra. Mm. They think she's the character because she is one of the warmest people. So people automatically think they know her. And exactly. she had people, and uh, she's told me this before, would come up to her and just start a conversation like they know her. And, she, uh, yes. and she's <laughs> like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there are there are times <laughs> like the most funniest thing <laughs> that sometimes uh, hi we met you remember me I said yes I remember the face then twenty years ago I was standing over there you know saying hi to you yeah. <laughs> okay the, I remember the face very well very well <laughs> but I can't remember the name <laughs> it's what she said our brains are not designed to know that many people per day of it's course, impossible of course. even mm. biologically impossible of course um, but if, if I flip it now some people will be watching this and say uh, how dare all of you criticize fame so much it's what made you it's what got you money it's what made you live a certain life etc so I'm not gonna go with that kind of attack mm. I'm going to say let's talk about the other side of it has fame provided has fame given you a voice a platform a power 
I would say yes. Of course. Definitely. Fam and it gave me a lot of things. It gave me a lot of power, a lot of success, uh, a lot of beautiful things. I wouldn't say that fame uh, made me uh, suffer because I don't know what and what and what. No, 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 no. I choose. I choose yeah. what I want to do. I choose this. I chose this. Mm. I wanted this. So I don't blame anybody. Yeah. I love what I have. I respect it. And it gets me back. Definitely. Definitely. About a year ago, I did an interview with Anas, one-on-one. -on -one, and he asked me, when you were young, what did you want to be? And I said, rich and famous. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like some and, you. And <laughs> You know what? <laughs> I, I loved it because it was honest. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people, even if they I felt it, that. they would never tell me in an yeah, interview. Yeah. They'd no, be like, but, yeah, this and that. But when I was a kid, and I say it again, you know, like, I realized if you were an actor or a star, like, even, why do we remember James Dean and Marilyn Monroe on the spam of such a short career mm -hmm. till this day? They've done an impact. So I said, if you want to have a voice, you want to be heard, you have to be famous. Mm -hmm. yeah, of and course. of course, rich helps with the fame yeah. so there is a very positive side of fame there's also a negative side but it's i feel now like you know i can safely say the majority the majority of fame you know like we're all complaining there's no privacy there's no uh you know a lot of people want so much from you you get drained uh, i'm also very sensitive to people's energy yeah, me and okay. him, we, we get yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, even yeah. Yusra, you know, like she reads me. energies. And like when, yeah. when somebody walks, and I don't try to like, you know, be mean to anyone or anything, I can, like if the person's energy is off, I slowly take my way out. Also, m a lot of my friends think I'm a little bit crazy these days. I have stage with me, crystals. Like I play the Quran. Yeah, I believe in the background. I play the Quran in the background. Like, like literally, like I'd be going to an event and all the screens have Quran playing in the background because if I don't have time to read it or read some verses that I believe in, at least I'm listening to it. So it's just, I have all these like things like people around me, like especially like a week like this or... To center yourself yeah, they because just the energy <laughs> does, it affects you. Absolutely. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, uh, you know, as far as, as fame for me, I'm very proud of what, what we've done. We pretty much, you know, specifically with the Fast and Furious series, we managed to do what hip-hop did to the music industry, to the movie industry. I mean, when we first came out, there were no movies with a biodiverse group. Mm. You know, I mean, like, it was, um, it was very white when, when early 2000s. Like now, everybody sees how much money you can make making movies for the world instead of America. Like they realize, oh, seventy-five percent of the money in the in the rest of the world is a different color. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know what I mean. And you can make lots of money. And it's like, oh, they needed to like see an example, and we were that example. So we I went never global thought of really that. quack, and and you know, for me, when I go. And I travel around the world that like when I get stopped in Africa while I'm in the middle of the desert of the not, that's a Gobi desert when I'm in Africa or in Mongolia and I'm and I'm signing an autograph for an eagle hunter, you know, from Kazakhstan or I'm, or I'm in, you know, Africa and I'm signing a, an autograph for Bushman. That to me is sincere. I, I make movies for the working class. I make movies for people, you know, who are pretty normal living around the world and so i never feel bad because it's not bougie hmm. like the kinds of people like yeah when i go to america or whatever and i'm in a city 
I'll get that kid who wants the picture so that he can get more likes on his Instagram. <laughs> but for the most part, you know, when I travel around the world, you know, whether I'm in Laos, Cambodia, or, you know, it's South America, the kinds of people that come that want a picture, it's sincere because I grew up with them and they, they really do just have a, 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 a they have, um, they care about me. They yeah. really like me. And it, it's, it's sincere, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not this, oh, I want more likes on my you know, Instagram fake kind of energy. It's a different and vibe. You know, so I can't say no. You know what I mean? Of course. Like here, because, I took because pictures with all they of the love you kitchen genuinely. <laughs> but they love you genuinely. Yeah, yeah. That's why I always say, I owe people who loves me yeah. a minute of my time. Definitely. Absolutely. I owe them. I owe them this. But give me my time, give me my energy so that I can continue. It's not that I don't want to give you my time and you're invading only my privacy. No, I am trying to give you a bit of my time, but Yanni, appreciate. Mm. Yeah. Appreciate that. I do appreciate their love very much. I do believe in their love because you can feel it in the eyes, mm. in the way they look at you, yeah. and the way they ask you for it. Yeah. <laughs> I go and hug them sometimes, yeah, yeah. believe it or not. I go and hug them. A hug is the best thing. I think, of course, like recently, when a lot of people have been saying a lot of things, you know, especially now with, you know, Saudi, there's, we're witnessing evolution, you know, progression. Um, and people are very happy with the festival or with the music festival. Like, there's so much going on. And I have a lot of people that come up to me and they're like, thank you. And I'm like, it's not me. But then they say a few words and I don't know what to respond to them, you know? So I just started hugging people lately. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just somebody would give me a compliment. And it's like, it makes them so happy. But Mo, believe it or not, I've been here last year in the, in the first edition. And this year, mm. there is a hundred times better than the last year. It's huge. Yani the pro it's huge. It's, it's huge. big. It's nice. Why is it more important for you to bring all of these famous people in one place? Like even before this uh, conversation, he told me, Anas, by the way, Yusra met Michelle and Michelle met Yusra and man, they loved each other. Yeah. In the yes, <laughs> I fell in love and with Yusra. And I was, I was thinking how interesting. And also, Tell I me. am not, Yani, forget that I'm an actress, but I loved her acting, and she didn't disappoint me as a human being when I met her. <laughs> you see? That's important. She didn't disappoint. On the contrary, for, I've met someone mm, big one day. I swear, I couldn't bear to look at her. Mm. I they, couldn't. They changed your image I, of them. And, mm. and I loved her and, uh, as an actress. One? And I met a few. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one. And the influence was horrifying. Yeah. I had to, I had to... It's tricky. I, mm. The energy, you're talking about the energy, mm. la, pew. It's once I, I remember asking yeah. a dear friend of mine if about a very famous uh, singer. And I'm like, you're extremely powerful. You can invite her and have a, a private concert if you want. Like, why would you, you, you love this person? I've always listened to you listening to her. And he goes, I'm afraid. I'm afraid if I get her, my image of her would change of her personality. It's interesting. And, and the point I was trying to make also, Yusra, you being uh, similar fields, but from very different parts of the world, yes. right? Yes. And different generations and different nationalities and different cultures. Do you girls or ladies think you're more alike or not alike? We're quite alike. Mm -hmm. we're, we're quite close to each other. Mm -hmm. it, it, 
maybe her experience They're dangerous. because she's young <laughs> <laughs> because she's young maybe i got more yani she's more I, cleopatra i'm i'm more warrior princess hatshepsut yeah <laughs> you know that boring king a female king uh, who who pretty much but hatshepsut was even was even much more stronger years. than cleopatra yes way. but nobody talks about her because all of her statues were defamed yes destroyed yes. yes yes yeah and 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 when when you talk about making a movie about Habetsu, she you can't you can't because then they're like wait she reigned over egypt and it was peaceful for but 40 when years. you come to egypt <laughs> where's I'll the show story you mommy. <laughs> when you come to egypt this time inshallah i'll show you her mommy oh i would love you to would know. you won't believe mm -hmm. that this was a great queen and uh, uh, a warrior at the same time. Mm. So, Mr. Mo, is this one of the reasons you want, like this, what's happening now? Is this how you saw that it's I need to bring cultures. different people all in one mm -hmm. place? Well, it's, it's always been a dream of mine to be able to do this. And even though, you know, it's nonstop work and we have an incredible dedicated team that haven't had sleepless nights uh, for weeks now. At the end, when we see what's happening, bringing cultures together, bringing the creative scene from all over the world together. You know, we are an international festival here at Red Sea, but it's not only, our focus is not only the Arab, uh, Saudi, and the region, or Hollywood. And right now, you see, you've seen everybody from Guy Ritchie to Sharon Stone to Spike Lee and to many more um, respectful industry people doing their talks, engaging. But what I liked when I was at the Spike uh, Lee, when, when I saw you there, when he was doing the In Conversation, you can, when people were asking the questions and you were listening when they were saying where they're from, mm. they're not regional, not all of them not are Saudi. No, Somalia, Nigeria, Ex South America, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So this is exactly what we're trying to do. So knowing that, like literally, it's gonna dr drive us even more to do the, like to do to try to even do bigger things, mm. and we have we have the support from the leadership that we're very thankful. Like I don't literally, it's it's very rewarding to see what you're doing to your community. He went on a yeah, <laughs> like I'll tell you exactly what I'm good. Yeah, but this is this, the energy this is a, going on here. <coughs> Amazing. Seventy-five percent of the rest of the world is like holds the biggest populations on the planet hmm. and to not have those people featured or those races of humans featured as the main characters in whatever films you're making is stupid no but also i it's just i love stupid. how she puts these things <laughs> I but, I, but, I, but it's dumb because it's like it's you're the you're Come on, guys. You're ignoring me. Your shoes are tied. No, no. Like, come on. But, but I've, 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 doesn't I've, make sense. I've said this to you, and I've said this to Michelle. You know, what I've realized, there's so much ignorance in the world. Mm. And it's not going to change overnight, especially when it comes to places like Saudi or the region. Mm. You know, it's going to change, brick, it's gonna change um, brick by brick. So we need to be patient. But I think this year, what we've witnessed is a huge step. And I think it's going to be easier moving uh, forward after this year. But we had, like, I, I said that to you when I was in LA, when I went, so I, me and my team went to LA and we did a lot of round tables with the biggest studios, William Morris, CAA, uh, PR companies, lead, lead, narrative, <laughs> Rogers and Cohen's. And we sat down 
and we literally, we're like, we're here to have an open conversation. You want to ask us everything about the festival, everything about our country, we're here. Talk mm. to us. And it really and did has, change. And he has a lot of patience to listen to any kind of, um, um, if, if I tell him oh, something went here, I don't know what, what, he tell me uh, it's going to be fixed. Mm. No worries. Yep, yeah, but he's always there to provide support, mm -hmm. to provide, uh, to give, to give the whole um, festival all his power. Mm -hmm. Well, to me, we to make change. a disclaimer. Hmm? <laughs> we'll make a disclaimer. Mo had to take a vitamin boost just to even be here because <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. of how much he's been giving. So I think that that's much appreciated. And I think Thank people you. don't know that that all of you have been running around and more, I think mo you more than all of us, it, it's not easy. And I think, why, why did I ask you that question? It's not a promotion of the festival. It's because I'm witnessing it with its also challenges because it's only the second edition. Of course. But as a witness to see this and to see so many human beings and I'm fortunate to s now to be sitting with all of you and all of you and to see even, you remember at the Spike Lee thing, there was a Vietnamese guy who stood up and he said, the whole world looks at Vietnam as war-ridden mm. and that's the only movies we do and it's action and it's this and and he's like well, there's so much more to my country and this kind of conversation Michelle it's like it's kind of bringing these people using fame we go back to the fame mm -hmm. you were all famous yeah. and you bring that fame, but you shed light as you said at 75 percent of the world and that's the thing I think ultimately at the end of the day there's a machine that Hollywood created and they, they are number one at being able to take their culture and make it appealing to the rest of the world. Mm. Why is that? And that's the answer that he needs to basically understand and then be able to transport to other cultures so that we can use that same machine to lift. Because the, the thing is ultimately, at the end of the day, whether it's being a woman or being of another race that isn't the number one uh, allotted race on the planet, you, you have a stage. And that stage is only important if you understand how to make it important. It's a technique. It's, that's what makes the machine of Hollywood what it is. Sorry. Disney didn't, mm -hmm. didn't become Disney by running around promoting white people. Disney became Disney because it understands the magic of taking a culture, respecting it, and doing magic with it. Exactly. Now what I mean by doing magic with it is, the magic is understanding storytelling. That is something that Hollywood has mm. in a way where people around the world can understand the same message no matter what language you speak. Now what Disney did that was amazing, that is beautiful, that now you know everyone else needs to have their eye out for, is being able to use that machine of storytelling to show love and respect for every culture around the world. And if you look at the different types of movies that Disney has provided in their cartoon world, you'll see respect for Africa, Lion King, respect for the Hawaiian people, the, the amazing uh, Lilu and Stitch, yeah. uh, re re respect everything, for Saudi everything. Arabia, Aladdin, uh, respect for, and it's that you have to come with love and you have to come with respect. First and foremost, mm. and that's the only way to penetrate all markets. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Bollywood may be really good 
at uh, celebrating a certain aspect of a certain culture, but it probably is a little bit too isolated in its format to spread around the world. And maybe that's why not everybody knows Sal Khan, you know, or, you know, Jackie Chan, he was able to penetrate the markets of America with Rush Hour. It's the only reason we know about him. But Rush Hour is a format of storytelling that is global. Hmm. Now, this is, this, is, this is all semantics, but at you, the end of you, the day, you know, there's a trick. When I was a little girl, and we can and learn I used from to go the past, to a movie, you know? uh, to the cinema with my mom or my grandma, we used to watch three films, three basic films, American film, Indian film, Egyptian film. It's, this was a must to be in our cinemas. Hmm. Every night, you have to see three kinds of film in one, um, in the same cinema in the complex, same cinema, yeah. in the same cinema. Hmm. So this That's is awesome. how I, I was, I was born to love cinema. This is how I loved it. This is how I believed in it. This is how this language of art came into my heart. And I said, I would love to be in that screen. It's, it's, it's the only language you don't need a translator in its art. I have a few, if I ring back to the theme of this uh, conversation. First question is, um, for everybody watching, who's not f typically famous, right? Because of their craft or industry. And they have this glorious idea about fame. What would you guys, t guys and ladies, um, tell them? Would you say, be careful, it's not what it's supposed to seem like uh, or you'd have certain pointers like is it because people are obsessed about fame obsessed today yes, where like you course. even talk to a young kid in school he's like my goal is to be an influencer <laughs> and i'm like what does that mean like a specialist in cooking okay a specialist no in they want to yeah. be content creators I just want to, yeah that's the yes. better word yes. that's what yes. they want yes. but i don't like and because i mean i remember somebody asked me and they go Anas, do you like to be famous i'm like Famous for what? <laughs> that's so important. You know? I like that. By the way, that's so important. Famous for <laughs> making pranks and bullying people on the street? No. Famous because people respect my mind? Yes. 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 Give Come me on. five, bro. So, <laughs> so that's, I think, the bigger question. But the question is more to all of you. Everybody watching that is obsessed with fame. What mm. is your opinion? You want to take it? Should you I? want to? Yeah, mm. I think so. Um, it's a tool, you know, it's a, it's a communication tool. You, you come from somewhere, you have a voice from that place, you have a unique perspective, and, you know, you have to have an intention. In my view, empty fame is the kind of fame that leaves you wealthy and depressed. Yeah. And so if you, if you just that. want to be famous to be famous and you don't have an intention, you don't have a, 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 a something to say, you may get there and make lots of money and be in the private jets and fly all over the place because you understand the trick to either sell sex or sell uh, more fame. And, you know, like a rapper or, you know, some amazing influencer, you might get to exactly where you thought you wanted to be. And then you're surrounded by a bunch of leeches who only want to be your friend because <laughs> you're in a private jet. And you're surrounded by a bunch of people who that. don't have <laughs> depth or quality. And you can't find love anywhere. You know why? 
because you only have a couple <laughs> friends from when you were poor. And now that you're rich, you don't know why the persons love you. So, so like you have to, <laughs> have to, I think, personally, when you desire something and you really um, are, are, are willing to go out there and get it, you need to have an intention and you need to have a voice. Mm -hmm. Very specific. Because otherwise, if you go blind into fame, it can be a disaster. Yes. Very so well my, said. So my friends, you can count on one hand. Okay? My really close friends. And Michelle is one of them. And Hi. we grew up together. Like, we literally evolved together. We watched each other through periods of our lives. <laughs> and we reached a point where we, our life was all about, you know, wanting to work and then go to the, you know, success of your glory. Whether I had a film premiere, whether she has her film premieres, and we're at festivals, and then we're going to all the hot events and parties. Oh, I want to go to that uh, dinner, that gala, that, that was, and then sometimes when you're not working, you're not producing another movie, or you're not getting cast to act in another movie, you'd be going around the cycle, and you realize, why am I doing this? I don't have a film to promote. Uh, why am I doing the cycles? Is it just because they're inviting me because they know my name? And you realize that you're really empty because you're just part of a circus. You arrive, you take photos at a photo call, and everybody's just talking that you're there and what you're wearing, but nobody really talking about your project. And then that's when you realize what you're doing is empty. You need to get out of that thing, but for us, well, I, I, it's safe to speak about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you know me. Sometimes it's dragged. Instead of a year or two, you're doing it for four years. And then you're like, let's get out of that box and go and focus back on work. Mm. And, yeah. you know, I'm really happy that we've witnessed that. But now when we go to events, and Yusra has witnessed that also, we like to sit in a corner and not talk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do everything that we're told. We arrive, you do the photos, the interviews. We say hi to a few people, and then we just sit in the chair and not move till the end of the evening. Mm. But it's, you're, you're, an interesting, you're an interesting case study or an example because you're not an actor, but suddenly, even you, you've been associated because you've had a long career of knowing a lot of popular people, but now it's catapulted for you. So for somebody who you call shy, and you call them shy, yeah, he is, is suddenly now is. forced to be social or expected to and pick, take pictures and have a conversation. So we go back to the question, how would you tell people when they're obsessed about fame? Is it cut to what Mo thought when we, d we talked and you said, I want to be rich and famous? Is uh -huh. it what you pictured? Uh, it's not what I pictured, definitely, but it's not for everyone. Um, okay. My personality, I think, uh, is I'm very calm most of the time. 95% of the time, I'm really calm. You can tell me a tornado happened. I'm like, ah, oh, cool. <laughs> no, th this person, yeah, like literally, <laughs> I'm completely, you know? Um, so I think fame requires a lot of calmness mm. and a lot of acceptance of, you know, there are things that are gonna happen that are out of your control. Definitely. And, mm. and you just, have to have the mentality that you let it be. But I do get triggered sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the bad uh, side of him. Because you might blow up and there people might be there, they would witness it, and you don't want them to witness it. Or you would respond to an email while you're upset. 
and you would write some stuff and then you're like, my name is on the email. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have wrote the email. Maybe I should have asked, you know, an agent or an office manager to write the email <laughs> so I don't look like the bad guy. Aww. It's nice how you said it's not for everyone. Yusra. I would add, I'm with them both in what, what they said, but I would add a little bit more. Um, if someone wants only fame, he can get it just like that, with no um, effort. He can, or she can, but it never lasts this way. You need to work hard, you need to love it, you need not to love fame, to love your job, to love what you do, to respect what you do so it pays back to you. Mm. And at the same time... Like a garden. Exactly. Mm. And at the same time, you should know how to use this fame for the best, for to offer the world the best out of it. Not only money, not only uh, success, not only, no, there is, there is something you have to give back to what you took, to give back to everyone in the society what you gained from such a fame, what you learned from, from such a fame, what you, to avoid getting into the bad part of it, you to know, try to avoid. You know, Yusra, I got asked uh, recently in an interview, and I mentioned this also in another conversation, they said, um, what does fame mean to you, Anas? And I took a m few seconds, I'm like, responsibility. Mm. Dude, you got the best answers, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like but, but definitely, Anas. <laughs> but that's how you have to pay back. If you don't feel responsible, how could you pay back? Of course, it is a responsibility. 100%. It is a great responsibility. It's a big and heavy And you one. know what I... But Anas, I think it's safe to me. say, yeah. with you, with Michelle, with Yusra, with all of us, do you think this was something that you signed up for? It just happens. Yes. You don't sign up to have fame. It happens. Even though sometimes people think they're famous, they're not really famous unless until they feel that pressure of responsibility. And that's mm. when you realize you're actually known. Whether you want to admit it or not, like a lot of times I don't admit it. I pretend that I'm your average person living day by day. Nobody knows anything about me. You've never been average. <laughs> <laughs> what a lie. You know, but what I, I just What's realized about him? after <laughs> talking to all of you, mm. I realized that I'm amongst responsible individuals. Why? She talked about how she, and you helped, how she revises scripts to make sure they're not silly or stupid or belittling women. Let mm. me tell you, any responsible actor or actress, they must do the same. Yeah. yeah. And, you've, and Yusra, to, be, to give you credit, and this is no sugar coating, to be this relevant for this long is not a coincidence. Mm. You are still loved and relevant by all the generations. That's not easy. You can, a lot of people are relevant temporary. Yeah. They do a great song or a great movie, hey, and after one year, nobody hears yeah. about them. But you know... Um, and I'm sorry, I'll just give credit to him too. <laughs> okay, of because course, Because he course. could have just sat down with mm. his celebrity friends and chilled. But he took the biggest, biggest oh, challenge yeah, Habib, yeah. Oh. <laughs> to, to do something what, where we are now. It's yeah. not easy. I'll come back to you, yeah. Um, I'll say it in Arabic so that we can translate it properly. Fines at the shuhra. 
وفي ناس مش قد الشهرة في ناس لما الشهرة بتجيلهم بيفهموا يلعبوا بيها ازاي ويتعاملوها ازاي وفي ناس لما تجيلهم بتبقى بتلخبطهم بتجننهم صح I'm saying she's spitting wisdom what is it I said there are people when fame comes to them they can swallow it they can know how to digest it and to use it the proper way and other people when fame comes to them makes them go crazy. They're not made Nuts. for it. They're not made for it. Yeah. So they will never be in the same level mm -hmm. of the people who can digest the fame and understand it and use it the proper way. I feel like in a sense, you know, I'm, you know, the fame is a ticket to be, to live vicariously for the people. Like I feel like for me, that's what it has been for me, you mm -hmm. know? Um, kid from poverty, you know what I mean, who, 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 who made wealth for herself. Uh, you know, a kid that understands the importance of hard work, who knows what it is to suffer, who knows what it is to feel the pain of, of growing up uh, with nothing. And I, I you know, m m the reason why I feel such responsibility is because I was on the other side as the kid watching the TV, and I'm like, why does nobody who looks like me there? Hmm. And when you think about it as a person, you know, whether I'm a woman and I inspire someone who's Italian, or I'm a woman who inspires a, you know, a Spanish girl, being a woman is the ticket. Of course. And so I've been given an opportunity to be the voice of, of an experience the, yes. for, for all of them. Hmm. And so like, that's why I feel like I have to change the script. That's why I can't play the slut. If I were, if I were common and there were lots of girls like me that did what I did, you know, in Hollywood, I would feel free to play the fucking hooker <laughs> because I can do that. You know why? Because, because I don't represent. I, I don't, I, there's many people like me this out there. This is responsibility. So right. that's the responsibility. This is you responsibility. I mean? yeah. It's the fact that, that the, there weren't a lot of women. There still aren't, you know? Do, do yes, you believe, course. ladies, that it's harder for a woman to be famous? No. It's easier, I think. You think? Be, well, it depends, depends on how, what depends kind how of beautiful famous. you are. It depends how beautiful like, do, you, depends do, you, how you are. How willing you what are kind of famous, as you said. No, what I mean is, if a woman is famous, do people criticize them and much more than a man, and a man gets away with much more? Because generally... Not, men no, get away no, with no, being no. ugly. Not today. Men get away with being ugly a lot more than women can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't have like a, like a, you know, unless she's a comedian, it's really hard to have an ugly woman be a superstar. Hmm. But you can have an ugly, you know, man be a superstar any day of the week. Yeah, of course, but... It's interesting. Hmm. There's, a, there's more attention to the way a woman looks, being a woman, hmm. than there is for men. Like, it doesn't matter if, if, as long as you're funny or you have charisma as a man, you can survive, you know? In yeah, the but I think not today with what's going on in the world. It's harder, I think, for a man to get famous or, to, or to, like, all the actors now, all the males in the industry, especially in the film industry, have to be very cautious, be careful what they say, what they write, how they talk to a woman, because you have this woke culture that if you say anything, you can get canceled. You get canceled, dude. It's and happened so I much. And literally, it goes the same with the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, like, it's way worse for men. 
then woman. Excuse me for not taking out the tissue and wiping my <laughs> eyes because you've had you've had many years to, yeah. to enjoy. Of course, freedom. it's but our time now. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is woman's time, and also you know, uh, two things that I want to say. I wanted to. We've never done this by design, you know, like even going back to the festival. We're led by a team of remarkable women. And, uh, That's very you true. know, I'm yeah. very happy Jumana that our chairwoman, amazing. Uh, amazing, amazing brain. Amazing not only the chairman of the activity. festival, but she's the CEO of the largest uh, media group in uh, the region, hmm. SRMG. And to have her by my side and by the festival side was a huge added value. Like, I. With, like, I can't imagine her not being part of this festival so this year. Cool. So I think you it's guys true. are going to see us um, teaming together on stronger things in the future. But then going back to something you said that I wanted to highlight. You said I could have just been in L.A. Yeah. relaxing, chilling, having a good life. And being around a lot of my uh, celebrity friends. I've lived that life for a very long period. And it was empty. Mm. And it didn't... It didn't add anything to my life anymore. I met everyone. I'm, I don't call them friends, but I'm acquainted to everybody from Leo DiCaprio to, to every single star in Hollywood, whether it's fashion or film. But, you know, Kim Kardashian, all of them. I know all of them, and they know who I am. But in the same sense, did I want to be part of that when I'm not giving projects, when I'm not making change, when I'm not creating history Absolutely. for my country and for my people. No, it was literally exactly. empty. You're like, you're, you'd be like a leech, imagine. Exactly. You know what I mean? What's the fun in that? Like, <laughs> no, what, there's what, no fun what's, in what's, that. What's the as use? much it's as like, you have to create something through that. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, this thing in Arabic. It says, uh, It's the same thing. Why have this beautiful life that everything looks perfect? Have a beautiful house in Beverly Hills. Have a beautiful car. Have beautiful friends. When there's nothing, there's no depth. No purpose. No purpose. Coochie coo. <laughs> Isn't he so sweet? I love him. <laughs> and now I know why you're my best friend. <laughs> After 15 years. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> well, she used to call me Despicable Mo. <laughs> Despicable Mo. At sometimes because Only of that. Only when he gets angry. <laughs> I have a question. It's tangent. Um, has fame affected your mental health? Mental health? Yeah. I'm stronger. Mm. Like, has it ever made you really yeah. down or broken or depressed? It just gets too much. Look, I know <laughs> when to isolate myself totally when I'm, when I'm totally tired. Yeah. When I really get very tired, I simply disconnect from the world. Mm. I, I could stay only at home. Yeah. Maybe fix my things, clean my house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mo hates cook. it when I go in my cave. <laughs> yeah. I do it a lot. I go into my own... <laughs> Yeah, any bubble. bubble yeah. And I think it's it's my right to disconnect for a while so that I can recharge myself and then go back again to what I ever have to do. But you can't be on the go all the time. No, no, you can't be on you the can't. go all the time. Yeah, yeah, and you have to tuck. No, you have to you have to disconnect. You uh, have to give yeah. yourself the time to grieve. You have to give yourself to relax. You have to give yourself the time to to feel I never I'm thought stupid. I don't want yeah. to do anything. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, ne yes I never thought I would say this. When mm. somebody asks me, what are you doing on holiday? I'm like, my idea of a holiday right now 
is sitting on my couch watching Apple TV and not being asked to do anything. <laughs> this, like, they're like, but you're not, what place? I'm like, my sofa and my Apple TV, I don't want to see anyone. That's what I want to do. I don't want to look at my phone. I don't want to see notifications. That is the perfect holiday. Mm. But going to something that I just remembered, when I saw you in Doha for uh, Fashion Trust and you're with one of uh, your team members, uh, she said something to me which really meant a lot um, because I don't realize, I do, I do things selfless, uh, selflessly mm. and some people realize. And there was some designer and I saw you and I saw another somebody from the region, I'm friends with the designer and he's like, you know, a big figure and he's a friend and I connected all of you and then she came up to me and said, I can't believe with everything that's going on with you right now, you're like that, you're introducing people, you're connecting. And when she said that, when she left, I was like, that's really sweet, but you say people, like some people can change with fame. That's a proof that I'm one of the people that always stay the same, but there are people that can't handle fame. And there are people that even, I have friends who were young rising actors and now they're big actors. And when you call them and stuff, they always used to text you and text, and then they're like, hey, can you uh, reach out to my agent and tell her uh, to pencil me in my, uh, in my schedule? I'm like, you can text me. You, like, we've traveled the world. You're my friend. Why do I need to go through your agent to pencil an appointment with you? Mm. So some people, it yes. comes to their head. Yes. 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 I see it as, I've always pictured it as um, a balloon. If your balloon gets filled with your ego and your ego keeps rising, you need somebody to yank you down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have those people around you, whether it's your mother, your brother, your friend, your best friend, your you sister, spiral. who will really tell you, come the fuck down. Come, come back. <laughs> then you not be grounded. And we need those. And some people don't have that. Oh, so dude, the balloon it's amazing. It's amazing to watch like the, the humans act like they are not going to die one day like everyone else. Oh, my no. God. The one uh, thing. You know, it's just like, <laughs> you know, we have so much in common, guys. Yes. We all use the bathroom. I see the same example. I see the same example. And we're all, guess what? Mm. We're going to die one day. Oh, yeah. And you know, and you know Michelle, you don't need to go far. Just get really sick for three weeks. And watch how people no, forget you. No, have a headache for 10, ten they minutes. They forget you. You go nuts. It's crazy. I mean, like, even not dying is the extreme, right? <laughs> yes. But even when you get really sick, so let's say God give us health, but let's say we get sick for three weeks, four weeks, right? So you stop being relevant. You're forgotten because I can't use you now in a movie. I'm not going to invite you to my party. Suddenly people stop. They'll talk about you. Where is Michelle? She's been absent for two days. After the fourth, fifth day, I took, I took a break for, for two years, and then that two years turned into four years because of COVID. Mm. And I, you know, it was really tough for me because I, I realized that I needed to, to stop partying around the world so much. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And I needed to, to get Chill my out. spiritual kind of like alignment with myself and get to know myself better before I go back out there because mm. I wanted to attract new energy. Mm. And being gone for four years, I'll tell you, you know, it's amazing. It's like, it's like starting all over again, mm. you know, because, be, because yeah. when you are in the mix, 
it's energy that that everyone is has this excitement where they're following something like like getting on a boat and going on a tour around the world only this happens this happens once a year and it starts in the spring and it ends at the end of summer <laughs> And, exactly. And this was our life for a very long time. Very long time. Yeah. <laughs> we call it floating. We love being, I'm not going to say that, but we love being on beautiful places. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? On the water. And, and, and it's this excitement of being in the 1% and traveling around the world and, and enjoying festivities and being together with everything that's relevant. Mm. Once a year. We've been to places that I don't understand why we were there. We went to Grenada. We went to like China for an event yeah. for 24 hours. We'd yeah. go in and we're like, oh, the event's great. And then we'll leave and we'd go somewhere it's else. It's just It's mm. FOMO. It's this idea that like, you need to be part of something <laughs> but, greater than you. But she's right. If All the time. And well, then you're right it, when it, you're away for 40 years and mm. you go back again as if you're uh, beginning from scratch. It's like you missed the boat. Yeah. <laughs> this you this go away FOMO for has years. become also extremely I have a new strong word. because of social uh, media, because you see people and what they're doing, they're like, I want to be in that concert. Why did they go? I want to be at that stand-up comedy. Oh, and you start to have this FOMO. No, no, no. Now I don't have FOMO. I have JOMO. What the hell is this? Oh, the joy of missing out. But you didn't answer if it affected your mental health. Ah. Yeah, it has. That's why I took the break. The four year break helped. Yeah. I took the four year break because you know it's it, it, when you get FOMA, and that's a real thing, it's almost as if you there's a part of me that expected and i was joined by many others that expect every year to be to show me something that my life hasn't shown me before mm. and that excitement will lead me to the, the Cannes film festival that excitement will lead me to the french riviera that excitement will take me to you know ibiza that excitement will guide me towards you know having the most amazing supposed amazing summer and then you go to the party and you're there, and while you're in it, if the music's not the most amazing thing on the planet, you're kind of like, why am I here? <laughs> and it's like, what, what am I expecting? Am I expecting to meet the love of my life this time? <laughs> it didn't happen the other 20 times I came. Why was it going to happen now? <laughs> no, but also, but also there's, going back to fame, there's a lot of disappointing factors. I remember we arrived to Cannes, we were in Antibes, and we're staying at our favorite hotel, and you know the hotel Ducap on the water okay. and she goes and she opens her balcony and she just wants to go outside and there's two photographers right in front of her balcony climb the rocks taking photos into yeah. the room and oh she's like God. oh so i need to close the and uh, not have a sea view close the curtains and sit in my room now <laughs> so there's all these factors that oh you know God. there's ups and downs it's a very interesting point you mentioned and i heard it uh, through one of the guests he said he, he interviewed these really big athletes and when they won the Champions League or a certain huge trophy that they dreamt of, he's like, well, after I lifted it, and then I'm like, and then it's not what I, and if you don't find your purpose, you can't be happy. That is the most astounding thing about being human, I yes. think, is that, and you can find this with, with media, because I ask all the time, my billionaire friends, I ask my famous friends, I'm like, what is it that keeps us desiring more? Hmm. 
It's like it's like you'll never. This you'll is never, human. This I believe this is a human. Um, you'll never stop feeding it. No. لا طبيعة بشرية يعني. نحن حتى نقول في القرآن المال والبنون. In the Quran it says the most beautiful things on earth are money than children. Imagine how human beings are. They're after it. Yeah. I want. I want more. I'm greed. Yeah. It's greed. You know. Yeah. It's it's crazy. But when you do it with purpose. It's that's that's it's when totally your whole different. life changes. Correct. And I think that's why I needed to take a break. Hmm. There was a long time there where where I was blind of my purpose, and I said no 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 no, me no no no. <laughs> But in Hollywood, it's totally different. It's much more harder hmm. than in our part. Why do you say that? Because it's like a very quick machine going on. Yeah. It's a very quick machine. It, it is. takes from your energy a lot. Hmm. And, and no, it's right. not easy at all to be a star, a good mm. one. Uh, um. She's absolutely right. I've seen this and yes. I've witnessed it with people I personally knew that were the biggest stars of the moment. Mm. And the industry, especially Hollywood, chewed them and chewed them and spat them out yeah. to the gutter. Yes. Like literally in one day, literally. It takes like, your blood. Literally, yeah, these girls or this guy, like I know three I, people. That's what I see always. Literally, they are on the biggest covers, Oscar campaigns, and, this, and within three, four years, Tuck. nobody knows them. Not relevant. They're doing a Yeah. But here, in our part of the world, no, they still give you respect and love. Mm. Even if time passes on. They, It's different. There is more. There is more. There is more community. There is more mm. uh, protection here. They, they, they are grown up mm. with you. They love you. They mm. look up high to you. Okay. لا, it's different mm. here. So mm. I think If I have to conclude with one last question, uh, fame in one word for each of you. Hargaul responsibility. More. Success. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then I have a question for you. What What is success to Mo? Because it differs. It's subjective. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. What is success to you? Success is to be able to be a game changer, to be able um, to uh, connect cultures, to uh, change history, uh, history, and to, other than responsibility, have a sustainable has sustainability in what you're doing. So what I'm doing today, and I was saying this also to a few of my team members who are here, we are creating history. Like what we're doing right now in a few years, people are going to be, they're not going to remember about the lift of the cinema ban or creating, we're creating the first film festival. This is our second year. It's the first time that we have the quality of international attendance, whether we have, you know, uh, the biggest stars from Korea, or Shah Rukh Khan, or you know, Akshay Kumar, or Spike Lee, or Sharon Stone. This is their first time in Saudi. Mm. We are, you know, like... And they are amazed we by are, Saudi. We are, you I know, moving they mountains. Were stunned by Saudi. They and go if to you see the press, Aula, they I'm go here, they yeah, go she there. She just came from Alula. Oh, um, yeah. So just, so just to read some of the articles and the feedback, like, Spike just gave the funniest, I don't know if you've seen it, mm. about people judging Saudi. He's like, I am in no position 
to judge Saudi. That is something a white American would do. <laughs> oh my so God, right. I love it. Okay? <laughs> and then the other, uh, the other thing which was on Variety or one of those trades was Oliver Stone saying America should judge itself before judging other countries. Yeah. That's and, and also Sharon Stone, if you read her headline too, she said she came here because she's an envelope um, opener. Uh, and she's, you know what I mean? She wants to open change. Mm. But, but honestly, who is in the position to judge another one? Nobody. Nobody. Why are we judging each you other? You know, Yusra, it's, it's a funny point because I'm extremely logical in how I think. And I would think it's never apples to apples. Never. So Ever. Yusra grew up in a certain way, with certain context, certain challenges, certain pains, certain loves and happiness, right? So automatically, I can't compare because I didn't live exactly. Even your sister can't. Of course. Who lived in the same house. So by any means of logic, you cannot. Of I can't course. say, ah, for Mo, it's easy. I'm not Mo. Yeah. How, maybe it's, it looks easy. But if I can only judge if I went through exactly that story. People like to feel like they know their environment. Otherwise, it, the world is a very scary place. So I think it's a, it's a human trait to try to put anything in a, in a, in a, in a definition mm. so that you feel safe in the world that you live in. You know? But I think it's erroneous way mm. to live. You know? mm. I mean, you have to judge because, obviously, I trust the light in America. I trust that if there's a red light, more than likely, I'm not going to get run over, you know, if I cross the street on a red light. Mm. But I won't feel the same way in um, maybe Africa, <laughs> certain parts of Africa, like, or even in the Dominican Republic where my parents are from. Like, sometimes people run those red lights. <laughs> so, like, you have to judge. You know what I mean? To survive in the world. Yes, love. I, but I at the don't same mean time, that kind of judgment. Yeah, but you know what I mean. But like of at the course. same time, I'm just comparing like... Of course. You know, but at the same time, like, you know, it, it, it's, it's in our nature to do it is what I'm saying. I forgive a lot of the people for, for being judgmental. But uh, I do believe that we, we should evolve to a higher place where we don't. Absolutely. Of you course. Know what I mean? And I think that's wisdom. Wisdom is to fight our nature of judgment to reduce it. So the moment I see, I'm like, ah, oh, South American, I'm sure she knows how to dance. And then I'm like, eh. get your body, get you do that, conga. Then I'm like, relax, yes. Anas. Relax. You saw a few movies and now you have an image. So Anas, relax. I know, Talk I hate it the when person. they do that, when they judge you by, by your race. Yeah. It's like, dude, I'm American. Like, Same with Arabs. I don't, I don't even hang out in Dominican Republic. My parents are from there, but like, I don't dance salsa. Like, they grew up probably dancing this stuff. I don't even I love know what salsa. it's like. You know, no, you but saw? that's the thing. It's like, and that's that the, when, when Hollywood goes and puts, no, Hollywood does this more than anyone. Look mm. at how they, how they project any, any Arab so, culture. Almost all the movies are about terrorism. And it's just no, like, but when I, was, when I was living in Hollywood and I was producing films, a lot of the people that I would go to meetings with and try to get films up and running had no clue I was Saudi. They would think I'm American. Mm. And even with my name, they would think I'm one of them. And then, like, literally, oh, you're Saudi? Oh, we thought you were originally from there. I'm like, no, I grew up there. I'm Saudi. <laughs> so yes, they, yes. they don't, there's this thing that 
I'm very lucky that. But to be fair, I you're educated in, in London. The college. Without the accent. Yeah, college, but still, like, I grew up in Saudi. Yeah. I went to school until I graduated high school, so. But no one would think that. No one would no. think that. And also, a lot of people from here, uh, from the region, they speak incredible English because we have Wonderful. American schools, right. we have French schools, British schools, and some of them have not left the country. There are more people in China that speak English than in America. Imagine. So, what's your word for fame? Ooh, I would say access. Interesting. Because I think that fame is a tool, you know, to unite. So it's like glue. You know, if you think of fame like glue and you're trying to make a collage, like fame will help you. Nice. You know? Okay. Thank you, guys. <laughs> He's like, yay! Yeah. Access, dude! We said things with you we never said before. Yes, we yeah. are. You are You're good, amazing. man. You must Thank have you. been a psychiatrist in another life. Did they even have psychiatry back in the day?